Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Um, I have a ton of notes that we can go over. Uh, before we get into all of that, I, I guess I'm calling this the Aaron Jones comeback game because this is really the first time we've seen true usage of Aaron Jones since week one. Yeah, uh, with the fumble included in everything, right? Of course, you got to have a fumble. You're talking yeah, about Aaron Jones, online green, same thing. Yep, yeah. And you're right. And I think uh, I think it was RG3, actually. You know, Robert Griffin, that tweeted it out today. That was just talking about what that does for the quarterback and then obviously what that does for the rest of the offense. Uh, when you get your your best player on offense involved, 24 touches today. Uh, did Aaron Jones do anything jaw-dropping? No. But more often than not, when you give Aaron Jones the ball, at least something negative isn't happening, right? And that's kind of been the crux of this Packers team is can we just avoid the negative stuff? I mean, can we – can we get away from being in third and 15 every other drive? It seems like, and if you go back and watch it, it is, it's little things like that, that they were able to do to kind of just as LaFleur likes to say, to stay on schedule. Um, and they did a good job of that today, even with uh, the two, you know, the unbelievably boneheaded fumble by Wicks. And then just the Aaron Jones puts the ball on the ground every once in a while. With that said, Everything we're going to talk about tonight, Steve, is going to be, yeah, but it was it was Brett Ripon and the and the Rams seven seven nothing. It felt like that game was over, right? Like did, like as soon as it as like bad it as the Packers, it should have been a blowout. Oh, yeah, what it should have been. And and once it was seven three at halftime, I think a lot of Packers fans just in the back of your head, you're like, well, this seems pretty good in the second half. And once again, they were, and they kind of extended the lead. You know, set, what was the final twenty to three final yep. score? That's it's not quite a blowout, but it kind of is for this team. And you know, the, just the the year of weirdness, I guess, just kind of continues with this group because I think a lot of people are kind of trying to figure out what to make, what to make of that game because. A win is a win is a win. Like, and when you lose four in a row, you'll take any wins that you can get. But I almost there's a contingent of people that are like, eh, should they just lose? <laughs> like, should they just lose? Would no, it be I'm better to just lose? No. And I'm not either. And I'm not. I'm and not I never, yet. I never am. And for two reasons: one, it doesn't matter what we think, right? So might as well cheer for your team to win. And two, I just think losing is contagious. You know, mm-hmm. losing begets more losing. And that's how you kind of see these teams that always are looking towards the future. And they kind of have that hope, that that glimmer of hope or whatever. But hope usually never arrives, right? And you need to make sure you are kind of creating your own luck in this league. And you are putting things down on tape week in and week out that you can build off of. Um, that That is your building block for the future. Not just, well, we hope these young guys get better. We hope they get better. And, and that is that is a true statement for this team. You do hope they get better. But if you're putting that hope in the fact that they ran fast at the combine, that's not great. You want to see it on the field. And I think today you saw some of those glimpses from the young talent on this team, including Jordan Love. Played, played a really good game today. Was he all pro? No. Was he above average? Yeah. 
And I think some people are going to be really happy when they see his PFF grade tomorrow. If you put stock, if you put stock in that, um, I'll let people discover that on their own, but I do have a little birdie that has told me that it, it could potentially be his highest graded, you know, game of his career. And you kind of take that information too, Steve. And you say, really, <laughs> that's, that's his best. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. That's kind of where we're at right now. You know, and I, again, he had one bad throw to Watson where he underthrew him. Um, uh, he, the other one he underthrew Watson too, but Watson made a great catch. But for the most part, you know, I was talking about this with my kid today and he's like, ah, yeah, every throw I look up, he's not very good. I and again, he's a Falcons fan, so you know he's bitter about the Falcons losing to the Vikings today. So remember that Desmond Ritter. What is he? Oh, what is he watching? <laughs> he wants Arthur Smith fired. He told me today if Arthur Smith gets a, gets a contract extension, he'll be a Packer fan. It's Arthur. So they find a new head coach. He is so hacked up. He wow. wanted Desmond Ritter yeah. out of there after the week two or week three when Heineke got that job. My kid was throwing a party. Okay. Besides that, th- this is my thing. Is that. It's going to be hard to evaluate, and we know that, and I understand that. And Goody did this to himself, right? He did this to Jordan Love. He did it to Matt LaFleur. He didn't set him up for success. He set him up for exactly what they're going through. He made the determination of, I'm fine, not being very good, and letting all of these young skill players grow with their quarterback and for it to work out. What hacks me off is I had to watch Rasheed Walker for how many weeks not be good, and not even attempt to play Yash Nyman. Then you finally play him last week, and now, okay, left tackle's up for grabs. Obviously, Yash Nyman's going to get that job before being fair, so Yash Nyman goes out there. Yash Nyman played fairly well, and then what happens? Yash Nyman gets hurt, and backtrots out there, Rasheed Walker again. John Runyon stinks, and now I have to watch John Runyon out there. I want somebody to explain this to me, and I haven't seen the presser. I've been running around all day trying to put my Christmas trees up, and it's been a day, let me tell you. But why, why, why was Sean Ryan put in there inside the five early in that game when they eventually scored with Aaron Jones and then yanked immediately and running was put back in the damn game. Now, what was the point of that? It wasn't just the five either. It was that whole drive. Was he in there uh, they, the whole they, drive? They pulled, yeah. The, the one touch, the t- one touchdown drive of the first half. Yeah. You saw a big 75 playing right guard and, you can go look at my Twitter timeline because as soon as he was in the game um, and we were tipped off to this by our buddy, you know, Jacob Westendorf, who was at the game and was like, Hey, Runyon Jr. is in the medical tent and he's not going back in the game. And so we we're kind of trying to figure out like, well, is he hurt or is this like a true benching? I think it was just kind of one of those weird things. They were checking up on him and they just were like, let, let the, let the kid have some run, but you go watch that drive. And he's moving bodies in the run game like you have not seen for this team. And that includes 99 on their team. I mean, he is he is a strong 99 who split Runyon and Myers yeah. by himself and got that sack on Jordan Love later in the game. Yeah. Who if you watch that, like I just got done watching some of the all 22. And if you watch that, if uh if Romeo doesn't fall on his break, that's a that's a walk-in touchdown, too. And and that is just kind of the story of this Packers team. But yeah, no, I I don't get the why Sean running is is not getting an extended look you know could that be man that he he just played the best eight snaps that they have seen out of him in Green Bay and they don't trust him out there sure but going back to Billy Turner playing like left tackle on the NFC like this team has really not done a good job of evaluating their own talent 
especially at the offensive line position. And that is, that's with giving them their flowers with how well that they do, they have developed some of these guys, but they have not always played them in the best position or always played the best five. Like that is something that's gone back since Lafleur has been here. And so I, I want to see, like, is it a fair, is it a fair competition when you now Sean running is going to have that on film. And if they saw what I saw, I don't know how you go back to John Runyon Jr. I'm sorry. Like, I get he's a veteran. I get he's played a ton of games for the Packers. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, John. But right now, you look like the Packers' third best guard. And what? I want to see what the I want to see what the young kid out of UCLA has, who, mind you, was a higher pick than John Runyon Jr., a top 100 pick. They like this kid enough to take him in the third round. Play 